You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of the Locked On Longhorns Podcast, I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at Pat Sports Guy or the show Locked On Horns. Just want to remind you this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for 20% off your next order. It was a wild and crazy week for the Texas Longhorns heading into the Alamo Bowl. We got to see Sam Ellinger start his final game for the Texas Longhorns. He has now opted towards heading towards the NFL draft, so he is out. That means we will have a quarterback battle in our hands in 2021. Casey Thompson, Hudson Carter, the two that are expected. We also have a freshman coming in this year. Uh, Charles Wright will be the the freshman. So that's the three quarterbacks that are currently the scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. You also have Ben Ballard, who has been here. Uh, He finally got some time in the Alamo Bowl. But it was a crazy week, mostly because Tom Herman was let go as the head coach at the University of Texas. This coming just weeks after, three weeks after, Texas Athletic Director Chris Del Conte put out a statement in which he said he's our coach. And if you paid attention to anything that we've said right here on Locked on Longhorns, anything that we've said on Longhorns Wire, nobody bought into that. Or at least I didn't. He said he's our coach. How long did that mean? Till after your players signed their letter of intent? That seems to be the case because just days After that statement, they signed their class, most of them anyway. Still one remaining from the original ones that were expected. There's still about nine spots left to be filled uh, in the upcoming recruiting class. But now Tom Herman is out. Uh, And no surprise, no surprise to me. And and the reason why is I thought something had had to change. When you look at everything that was involved, the losses, you can look at just look at this year alone. Uh, losses to Iowa State when you had the lead. Lost to TCU, to an unranked TCU football team uh, when you were a top 10 program. The following week, they lost to Oklahoma uh, in a game that they needed another miraculous comeback like they did against Texas Tech just to force overtime down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. In a year that Oklahoma was supposed to be down, that was the case. They were down, and Texas struggled with that. And so when you when you look at everything involved, they had to make a change. Tom Herman had seven losses since he became the head coach at the University of Texas, two unranked opponents. That's the most in FBS. That was a problem. And reports are that it wasn't just the head coach. Tom Herman, the head coach, that was the problem. It was Tom Herman, the leader. If you listen to the broadcast, for the Alamo Bowl, ESPN mentioned a story about Sam Ellinger questioning Tom Herman, asking if they were going to push the throttle or be conservative, in which Tom Herman allegedly responded, players will play or play, coaches will coach. But that allu- that right there is an issue. Because there's a reason why people were calling Tom Herman Turtle Tom. When he got a lead late in the game, instead of pushing the throttle and, and leaving no doubt, He would get conservative. He would become a turtle. They would slow things down. That became an issue. 
That was a huge issue and, and, and a big reason why. Recruiting. There, there were two things Tom Herman could not do this year or had to do this year. Hold on to Quinn Ewers, who committed to the University of Texas, and get into the Big 12 championship, and he accomplished neither of those things. And, and that became a huge issue for Texas, uh, for the big money donors, for the administration. Frustration levels grew, and, and following the loss to Oklahoma, they lost Quinn Ewers just weeks after he committed to play at the school that he grew up rooting for, much like Sam Ellinger did. And now Quinn Ewers is off to Ohio State. Alabama is another school that has just been coming into the state of Texas and taking top talent. Tommy Brockermeyer, James Brockermeyer. Uh, you could also Jalen Milrow, who was a Texas commit, and they flipped him. The timing of it had to do a lot with Quinn Ewers, but now you have neither quarterback. And Jalen Milrow was one of the top in the state. And he's gone. And so the failings in recruiting, you're seeing it. Three straight recruiting classes in the top 10. This one's going to be outside the top 10. They could possibly get inside the top 15, depending on who they sign over the next uh, month. Uh, as the second national signing day will approach in February. That was a big issue. A huge issue. And so recruiting was failing. You were failing on the field. So what exactly were you bringing to the table? Because the answer to that is not much. And that was a huge problem. And that is why Tom Herman had to be let go as the head coach at the University of Texas. Massive issue and something that they had to take care of. Now you bring in Steve Sarkeesian. And we're going to get into that more in a moment. Uh, but. You know, he, this isn't his first rodeo. This will be his third stint as a head coach. And we'll get into whether that's a lateral move or not, depending on how you feel about it. For me, it, it it's not. And, and I'll explain why in a little bit. But the issues that Tom Herman had, holding on to a Herb Hand. He made wholesale changes to the staff, but Herb Hand remained. And Herb Hand wasn't able to recruit offensive linemen. That was a big issue. And you're, you were seeing it in this class as well. And now Herb Hand is, has said that he is gone. Yancey McKnight is gone. Mike Yersich is likely gone with some of the names that are being floated about as, re, as coming to the University of Texas. And, and we'll get into that much later on some of the other names and, and people to keep an eye on. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's an unfortunate part of the business, uh, but it is that. It is a business, and and these players understand, and, and if you've talked to them, most of them agreed, hey, it's a business, but we didn't commit to Tom Herman. We committed to the University of Texas, and so you have to like what you hear out of that because anytime that there's a coaching change made in the middle of a recruiting cycle, those are things that are likely going to happen you're you're going to lose guys they're they're going to go elsewhere um you know so it, it it's part of the business uh but coming up next let's talk a little bit about steve sarkeesian and what this means uh but first i want to ask you if you're ready for some more football you know college football championship game is coming up huge matchup do you want to put money on alabama or ohio state going to be a massive matchup. Uh, and, of course, you got playoffs coming up for the NFL. 
going to be starting this week. There's only one place that's got you covered and one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account. Go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for your 50% welcome bonus. Not only that, Heisman odds. Who's going to win? Who's going to finish first, second, third? All the odds right there on that website. So don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to get forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. Well, 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast wherever you get your podcast. So we have this issue with bringing in Steve Sarkeesian. And some will look at that and say, that feels like a lateral move. But is it really? Tom Herman was dubbed an offensive genius when he was at Ohio State. He did some good things at Houston. He was the hot name, and Texas brought him in. We saw the results. I didn't see the offensive genius. Could that be of who he was playing? Putting players like Bajon Robinson, 101 touches this year, 899 yards, but he played less snaps than everybody. What about a Jared Wiley? Outperformed Cade Brewer, but yet Cade Brewer is the one that was getting all the snaps. Similar receptions, but Wiley was about 10 yards more per reception. But to go back to my point about Bajan Robinson, he led the team in yards after contact, yards after contact per touch, yards after uh, yards after the catch, yards after the catch per touch or per reception. That's the problem. He wasn't utilizing his talent. Now you bring in Steve Sarkeesian. That's a different level. Uh, for all intents and purposes, and everybody you that we've talked to discussed about Steve Sarkeesian, a lead offensive mind. What's the one issue that Texas has had over the years? Quarterback development. Not since Colt McCoy have has Texas put a quarterback in the NFL that's really done anything. Bench Young before him. Since then, nothing. And now you bring in Steve Sarkeesian. He is known for working with first-round quarterbacks. At USC, he worked with Matt Leinart. At Washington, he worked with Jake Locker. When he went back to USC, he worked with Cody Kessler. What about Tua Tagovailoa? Mac Jones. These are some of the names of the quarterbacks he's worked with. Matt Jones was a three-star composite, 50th-ranked 50th player, according to you at uh, 24-7 Sports, uh, out of his own state. Now, what did he do? Oh, he was a Heisman frontrunner. So that just shows you, Steve Sarkeesian is going to change the offense to match the players on the field. Not only that, he's going to put his best players on the field. Najee Harris was one of his best running backs. He made sure to feed him. And he was the premier back. He was the feature back. Devonta Smith, he found ways to get him the ball. Over 100 touches this year as a receiver. He made sure to get him the ball. And he did plenty with Jalen Waddell. Uh, there are names up and down. He he has talent there. What does Texas have? They have talent. 
According to 24-7 composite team rankings, not just recruiting, but overall team talent, Texas was number five in the country, and yet they failed to reach expectations. With Steve Sarkeesian, he's going to have that. There's two sides of the ball, but we're going to focus on offense because that is where he is the best. Um, you know, so looking at what he can do, I, I think there there's a lot there. And, and when you look at Sam Ellinger is gone, now it's Casey Thompson. And we saw what Casey Thompson can do when you let him loose uh, in the Alamo Bowl, scoring 38 points in the second half. Uh, 31 of it came on came from Casey Thompson. He played nine minutes of of actual game time to score that. Multiple drives under a minute. There was explosion. Uh, we saw that. He did the one thing that Sam Ellinger struggled through all year. That's throwing consistently down the field. Is it a small sample size? Yes, it is. But those are things that we haven't necessarily seen. And when you saw how the offense struggled in the first half with Sam Ellinger as the quarterback, and of course they did take Bajon Robinson off the field for most of that first half, giving him only really three drives out of the eight that they ran where Bijan Robinson was involved. And what did he do when he was involved? Big plays. I mean, he touched the ball 12 times in that game and had over 200 total yards, 220 to be exact, three touchdowns. Those are the explosive plays you get. Casey Thompson's efficient. He threw the ball 10 times in that game. Completed eight, four touchdowns. That's what you get with Casey Thompson. You get efficiency. And, and maybe maybe they weren't going to go to him without an injury, but what he proved is that he should be in line to be the first man to get a shot at the quarterback job in 2021. And now you bring in Steve Sarkeesian, who, when you watch his quarterback play, you have to like that. And what can he do with a Casey Thompson? Mac Jones was more your traditional stand in the pocket guy. That's not so much the case with Casey. He can run, but he doesn't have to. Uh, he can maneuver in the pocket, and we saw it. The, the things that he does is he throws with touch. He throws with anticipation, so there's a lot of excitement there. Now, the, the excitement with Steve Sarkeesian is going to be in the recruiting game. He does so well on the West Coast. He has a lot of ties there. What does that mean for Texas? They can continue to go to the West Coast to get talent. B. John Robinson, Jake Smith, Braden Lybrock, all come out of Arizona. Steve Sarkeesian could go right out to the West Coast. Jameer Johnson, they signed him, cornerback, out of California. He has those ties, and they can continue to go out there. But he also has to win Texas. Now, can a guy without Texas ties do that? Well, he is the one responsible for flipping Jalen Milrow. So I'd like to think that he's going to do well. And when he goes into a quarterback's room, house, and, and speaks to the parents and, and speaks to the player, He's got a long list of quarterbacks that he's worked with getting to the NFL that he can he can bring that experience to. It's a great selling point. Not to mention that Devonta Smith, wide receiver, is likely to win the Heisman. If you look at the betting odds on betonline.ag, that's an important part. Because he can say, look, the Heisman has been a quarterback reward award for years. I won it with a wide receiver. Not only that, I had three of the top five finalists on my team. That's a selling point, and that's a huge selling point. And I think that's why there's a level of excitement with Steve Sarkeesian coming to Texas. Maybe people don't like it because they think it's a lateral move. I don't agree with that because there's Steve Sarkeesian has had experience. And what he did 
at Washington was commendable. He took over a team that was 0-12. Now, USC, you could say it fell apart. But working with Nick Saban seems to have turned that around. Uh, and Nick Saban spoke with the media today. He gave him high praise about, you know, he's a hard worker and, and how he works with everybody. And, and I think that is going to do serve him well at Texas. And that's why a lot of people, including me, are excited about this. Uh, but let's talk about some of those names in just a moment as far as what coaches could potentially be coming. But first, I want to tell you about Bilt Bar. It's an improved Bilt Bar, making it even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, my favorite. Lemon almond cheesecake. But then there's always the originals, the peanut butter bar. How about mint brownie? Toffee almond. Peanut butter brownie. Anytime you put peanut butter in a bar, I'm, I'm excited about it. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. There's no chalky aftertaste. You don't have to wash it down with a gallon of water. And right now, with New Year's resolutions, people are trying to get healthy, get fit. Yours and your present company included, trying to do that, trying to get more active. One of the great things is Built Bar is a healthy alternative to your typical energy bars. And they taste great. It's great for the health-conscious guy. You can lose or maintain your weight. Great for the keto diet. I mean, we're talking, if you look at the peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 100, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of net carbs. So you're not getting all that other stuff in there with you. So what you got to do, go to BuiltBar.com. Use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get 20% off your next order. Again, use that promo code lockdown for 20% off at builtbar.com. All right, so coming up on tomorrow's show, we're going to get in more into this Casey Thompson, Hudson card, who's going to be the quarterback uh, to come out of the battle on 2021. Now that we know that Sam Ellinger is out and he's heading towards the NFL. But the thing that's always going to be important, we talked about at the top of the show, is going to be the coaching changes. Who's he bringing in? Who's going out? We do know Herb Hand is gone. Yancey McKnight, strength and conditioning coach, out as well. Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports reported that this morning. Those two are out. Mike Yersich is likely out. Who could replace him? Well, the name that we're hearing most often as far as offensive coordinators is Kyle Flood. Kyle Flood is currently the offensive line coach at Alabama. Oh, by the way, Alabama's offensive line just won the Joe Moore Award, given to the best offensive line. Not only that, the legacy twins that everybody thought were going to the University of Texas suddenly changed their mind and went to Alabama. Tommy Brockermeyer, James Brockermeyer. Having Flood is going to help prevent future offensive linemen from choosing to go to an Alabama and Ohio State, those two seem to be the most prominent schools that come into Texas and have been able to recruit very well. Kyle Flood is going to help that. Even as the offense coordinator, he may be the offense coordinator, but I'm fairly certain that he won't be calling plays. That will be Steve Sarkeesian. But what Kyle Flood can do is improve the offensive line. And that is a massive selling point for Kyle Flood coming to Texas. Other reports that we've heard, a Will Muschamp, could he potentially come back? Uh, latest reports are that he has declined an offer. 
come back. He likely would have been the defensive coordinator, which means that Cole uh, Cole Hutzler, Coleman Hutzler, would remain his linebacker coach. They worked together at South Carolina uh, and Florida as well before Hutzler came to Texas to join Chris Ashes down. Chris Ash is a guy that I'd want to keep. Uh, j- just when you saw the how well that the defense played down the stretch, it wasn't pretty early, uh, but it got a lot better as the season went on. Uh, another name that we've heard is is going to be staying is the running back coach Stan Drayton. That's huge because there's L.J. Johnson out of Cypress Fair who they are trying to recruit. Uh, and he's a big selling point. Stan Drayton, one of the most, I guess you would say, one of the most respected running back coaches. Last year alone, we heard two NFL teams, including the Dallas Cowboys, were interested in bringing Stan Drayton um, to their team. Stan Drayton has been credited for the work that he did with Ezekiel Elliott, among other running backs. But Elliott has spoken publicly about the credit that he gave to him and making him a better football player. You know, better understanding the job. And I know he has a great relationship with B. John Robinson, who they want to try and keep happy because they saw what a weapon he could be when he gets playing time. And so the relationship with Stan Drayton is going to help immensely. You know, there was there was talks about uh, Todd Banks uh, from Alabama. And I don't think they're going to get a ton of coaches from Alabama. Uh, but But obviously... Kyle Flood is the one to to keep in mind. Uh, Chris Ash, I think, just to go back to that point, I think he needs to be kept as well. Uh, I think he's he's vitally important, as well as the linebacker coach and Coleman Hutzler. Uh, and we'll find out. Uh, some of the other names that we've heard, uh, Barry Odom, defense coordinator at Alabama, is another name uh, to consider. Uh, he is a fantastic defensive coordinator, and you saw the work that he did at Arkansas this year, and and to bring him to Texas would only enhance this team. So let's close with this. I want to go back to a conversation we were having in that second segment about Steve Sarkeesian. Quarterback play is going to be huge. It's going to be vital. But I think more than anybody, B. John Robinson is going to benefit immensely from having Steve Sarkeesian as the offense coordinator. Like we said, Najee Harris, 200 touches. In the last two seasons, he's had 200 plus. If you extrapolate the numbers that B. John Robinson had, the 200 carries, 200 touches, very similar to the numbers that Najee Harris had last season, you're talking 12 touchdowns and 1,600 yards. That's the level of play that you can get with B. John Robinson. Remind you, he just set a Texas school record for having 8.2 yards per carry, 8.9 yards per touch. That's a guy you need to get the ball in his hand. The explosive plays, uh, and he just changes the entire dynamic because if you're so worried about Bijan breaking those big plays, well, guess what? That's only going to open things up. And with Steve Sarkeesian's offense, the way that he likes to change things up the way that he likes to attack the perimeter double moves across the middle. That's where Jake Smith will, will benefit immensely. Oh, by the way, Joshua Moore is going to be back. He was their leading receiver uh, as far as touchdowns were concerned. Well, they got to figure out what they're going to do on the other side. Well, 
Kelvante Dixon showed that he could be a little bit of a weapon uh, on that 73-yard catch and run. Oh, Jordan Weddington. Troy Omier, he tore his ACL prior to the season, and he would have been a big weapon. He's much like Brennan Eagles, 6'4 guy, uh, huge catch radius. Maybe he's more reminiscent of a Colin Johnson the way that he caught the ball. Not going to compare the two because Colin Johnson was a class of his own. But that is where we're we're looking at with this offense under Steve Sarkeesian. There's going to be a lot to discuss, and we're going to get into it more throughout the week. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Longhorns podcast as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, but that's going to do it for me. We'll catch you all tomorrow.